Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm feeling like a child because this movie is taking me back to my childhood. Ah, your childhood and my senior year of high school, June 7th, 1984, Ghostbusters was released and unleashed on America. (laughs) Uh, Comic geniuses once again. I love these guys. Ah, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, Slimer. It's beautiful. All of it. Yeah, in well beautiful done. technological glory for the year 1984. You know, directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, there's really not a, a movie, a comedy during that time that Ivan Reitman wasn't producing. But here he is he working hard. Here he gets behind the camera. It was interesting. I, I watched a, a little documentary with him and Dan Aykroyd, kind of a hey, everything's coming back up now. We have the, the new movies, not just the, the female version from 2016, but certainly Ugh. this after... Ugh. Don't bring up that 2016. What's, what's, what's the new one called? After... Afterlife. Afterlife, whatever. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the one coming up. It looks great. But um, they were talking about the writing. You know, yeah. Aykroyd wrote this for him in Belushi. Yeah. And Belushi dies. That's correct. So Ivan Reitman brings in Harold Ramis. Says, hey, I got a guy. Yeah. Got a guy who I worked with in Stripes. You know, Bill Murray worked with him. This is genius. They all come together. Oh, my goodness. Well, what a beautiful movie. You see these comedic threads. On one side, you have um, you have Harold Ramis working with Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd. On this other thread, you have uh, lingering over here Rick Moranis and Steve Martin, who are working together. <laughs> and it's as if the cosmic forces of the world bring comedy together and and the linchpin that binds it all. Oh, my goodness. Here it is, Bill Murray. It's amazing. Bill Murray's a man. He's the man who straddles the two, the two comedic universes as they come together in this movie. Uh, they worked with a, a budget for 1984. This is... Serious Huge. money. Huge money. 25 to $30 million. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is big, big and, money. And, and it was cut down because oh, yeah. uh, it went from a really big, lots of special to more of a comedy where they didn't quite need all the big uh, special effects they originally That's right. And again, they're filming a lot of this in New York City. Right. I mean, that right. never cheap. I don't care when. The film exactly. in New York City. Well, the the set they built on top of the building was eight stories. It was a set. Yeah, the whole the whole scene. I mean, incredible what they did. Absolutely overlooking Central Park West. I mean, unbelievable. A little cash there. Now the box office garnered the cost two hundred ninety five point <laughs> yeah. two million dollars. Guesstimating in today's cash, it was it was it was a big budget. It was coming up to that billion dollar mark. Eighties. I mean, yeah. We're still getting in the movie theater for a couple bucks. Yeah. We're talking, we're approaching Star Wars numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's into the stratosphere. And and a lot of this has to do with, A, tremendous writing. Absolutely tremendous writing. But, B, 
excellent cast mm-hmm. and people in the right positions in the bus, so to speak. People acting out in the right characters. Uh, consider lead Dr. Peter Venkman, Bill Murray. Now, we have covered Bill Murray before. What, before you go there, yeah. let's get back to director, sure. Ivan Reitman. Sure. Did you see his son, Jason, is directing Ghostbusters Afterlife? Uh, but did you see who is uh, producing it? Reitman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw Ivan Reitman. <laughs> We're going to see a lot but, of this, by the way. But it was neat way. to see that. He said oh, yeah. it was like a proud father sitting back and watching what his son was doing. I thought, yeah. how cool is that? That's very that was cool. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, passing on the family which, legacy. Which is kind of what the whole movie, I guess, Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be about. Well, so we'll see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go as ahead. we consider Bill Murray, we've Bill Murray. talked about him. You know, Here's some of his lesser known movies that he's been in. He was in Tootsie. I had no idea he was in Tootsie, yep. but I had to go back and look. Sure enough. Uh, Life Aquatic, Rushmore, Stripes, Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap, recent Scrooged, and of course, Caddyshack. Right. I mean, these are he is in just movie after movie after now, movie. Guess who the writer of Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Groundhog Day was? Oh, Harold we're, we're coming to him. Oh yeah. Way, yeah. I, I was surprised to see. I mean, I I told you last time when we just covered one of these uh, where. I had that video that was Meatballs, Caddyshack, and Stripes. I would watch in a loop. I had no idea. Harold Ramis was behind all of them. Oh, yeah. Harold Ramis is much more known for his writing. He plays Dr. Egon Spengler. Uh, But again, like you noted, writer, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Armed and Dangerous, another movie with Dan Aykroyd, right? Yep, yep. He comes out. John Candy, who was supposed to be in this. We'll get to that. Now, he comes out from behind the camera for... This movie in a very big starring way. Same with Stripes with Bill Murray. Uh, he has sort of a bit part in Groundhog Gra- Day. Groundhog Day, yeah. And uh, he, up. he has yeah. some uncredited things where he's a voice here or whatever. But he's really known for that behind-the-scene writing. Unfortunately, he died way too soon. Yeah, I, I think he would really be proud of what they're doing right now. I, I think so. Let's so, talk about... Oh, uh, by the way, we miss Bill Murray's best movie. Which one? Space Jam. No, oh, no. Come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> come oh, on. Come on. Hey, I don't do defense. Okay. Come on. That's just a great line. You got to get off the diet, All dude. Right. That's not good. <laughs> All right. Raymond Stance, uh, played by Dan Aykroyd. So good. Uh, you know, we know Dan Aykroyd really from Blues Brothers, Coneheads. But here's a movie I love him in. My Stepmother is an Alien. Have you ever seen that one? That's pretty bad. No, that's a good movie. (laughs) Oh, my word. How about his ability to be the comedian or the straight man? Yeah. Because Spies Like Us. Yeah, true. You know, hilarious him and Chevy Chase. Then I go to a movie like Dragnet with him and uh, 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 Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks was kind of the the ridiculous one, and he played the straight man. He was brilliant. Love Dan Aykroyd. His range is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Boy. Don't forget he was in Tommy Boy. Oh, Tommy Boy. That's right. Yes. He's brilliant in Tommy Boy. (laughs) Quality American part for a quality American worker. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) Winston Zeddemore, played by the incomparable Ernie Hudson, who if there isn't a television show that he hasn't been in, I'd be... You know, dare to it's find funny it. It's say that because I had 249 credits that he has, you know, yeah. acting credits. Uh, they're enormous, mostly television, but I was surprised and I had forgotten. 
he was in Miss Congeniality. Oh, yeah. Yeah? He's in- oh, yeah. I had, uh, of course, his big breakout role is Oz. Oh, yeah. He's the warden in Oz. He's yeah. great. But I forgot he was in Two of a Kind, which, mm-hmm. again, little-known movie, John Travolta, Living Newton-John. They tried yep. to bank off of Grease. Loved it. Yeah. Totally forgot he was in yeah. that. I own that one. He's in The Jazz Singer. Um, the Crow. Oh, The Crow. Yeah. And The Rocks of Cradle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's he's also in Afterlife. Uh, Bill Murray, Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, and Ernie Hudson all make appearances. All make appearances. I had no right. idea that was that many that were coming up in the new one. Yeah, I didn't either when I started Huge. looking to see that. Uh, uh, moving forward, we have, uh, you just mentioned Sigourney Weaver. She plays Dana Barrett. That will become the love interest of Dr. Peter Venkman, uh, a cellist for the New York Philharmonic. Uh but what do we know her from? Alien and Aliens. Maybe yeah. the scariest sci-fi movies They're ever good. made. Gorillas in the Mist. Ah, uh, Gorillas in the Mist is a good one. And I loved Dave. I don't know if everybody liked Dave. I think Dave yeah, was Dave, genius. Dave is a good so movie. So well done. Very Cute good concept. Movie. But let's not forget, she she's in the Disney world now with Avatar. Avatar. Which, huge. Again, over the next how many years, we're going to see two, three, four, and five is already planned. They're going to so. come rolling out. And yeah. let's go in the Wayback Machine. Uh, she was in a Woody Allen movie, Annie Hall, 1977. Wow. That's a long time a ago. ago. That was good. Uh, and good while catch. we're on it, she was also in Galaxy Quest, a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah, <she was. laughs> I don't think we'll do that one on Chris Collins. I have a suspicion we'll pass. Uh, Lewis Tully, who plays the accountant, Sigourney Weaver's uh, neighbor, Neighbor. Dana Barrett's neighbor. This was the part written for John Candy. Yes, it was. And John Candy turned it down. And Rick Moranis, they said when they gave him the script, he called two hours later and said, please thank John Candy for me. He said he made this part. So good. Oh, my word. He was tremendous in this role. Uh, But think about his... His his portfolio of movies, Parenthood, Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, My Blue Heaven. You love that one. I know you love love that movie. You missed the early ones I love. Strange Brew. Strange Brew. Take off, eh? Come on. That that would be one. I don't know what we would do in Christ Consciousness Cinema, but I love Strange Brew. Best line in the movie? I got to go so bad I can taste it. <laughs> Thank you. Elvis has left the and building. And with that one, uh, Streets of Fire, where he plays, again, totally different character, crazy yeah. uh, manager. Right. Um, in Club Paradise. Oh, my goodness. Him and Eugene Levy mm-hmm. play the two brothers. Hilarious. And, again, that same Robin Williams. These oh, guys yeah. are all together. These comedies of the 80s. Yep. I was born in the now, right generation. what's amazing is Rick Moranis vanished. Parenthood, you know, literally, Parenthood. Yeah, well, he he took an, a hiatus and uh, Parenthood, and his wife had and cancer. His wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care of the kids, and God bless him. He he stayed home, cared for the family, and I was really surprised that he is not reprising his role in this movie. No, I was really yeah. kind of surprised. That one kind of uh, caught me off guard, but. He is looking to do another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel. So, you yeah. know, you got that to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have playing the secretary for the Ghostbusters, uh, Janine Melnitz, who uh, loves, loves, loves Dr. Egon Spengler in the movie, played by really one of the great uh, comedians, 
Annie Potts in television. Uh, She's funny. Designing women. She was tremendous oh, no, no. in that show. Annie Childs, come on. Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink? She is great. Here's one. She's the voice of Bo Peep in Toy Story 4. I mean, One, one two, up. three, and four. Yeah? Yeah, she's Bo Peep. But how about this one? She's in Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, I didn't have that. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good catch, isn't it? Yeah, that's a Goldie, or a Whoopi Goldberg, right? I think Jumpin' Jack Whoopi Flash. Goldberg, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then the kind of the nemesis in the movie, the only <laughs> other one that I picked was Walter Peck. Uh, Walter Pecker. Played by <laughs> William Atherton. Now, William Atherton has been in one of the movies we have done in one of our most popular podcasts of all time. Die Hard, Die Hard. is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. He was uh, in one and two. He sure was. And he is a jerk in all of his movies. Oh, yeah. I loved the jerk in Real Genius. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Yeah. Biodome. <laughs> oh, my word. Biodome. <laughs> he oh. is so... Such a jerk in Biodome. I mean, he, that's that's his character. That's that's what he's good at. He did it again in Ghostbusters. Just yeah, great. Uh, how about how about some movies we wouldn't think of? The Pelican Brief. I saw that. Now. A little a little grissom. And here's one. It's a, a throwback to my days living in uh, the shadow of Lakehurst, New Jersey. He was in the Hindenburg. Oh, uh, yeah. And what's funny is the gondola that would sit under. The uh, the airship, the dirigible, the Hindenburg, uh, is still on the base, the Naval Aviation Base in Lakehurst, New Jersey. Wow. So you got that going for you. Got that going for you. I got one more. You? Sure. No, that's all I've got. I put the mayor. Oh, you did go David with the David Mar- uh, Margulis? Margulis? Mm-hmm. Because not only was he in Ghostbusters 1 and 2, mm-hmm. he's Vincero. Oh. Can't go wrong with the pet detective. This is true. Sopranos. Um, he died in 2016. That was that was kind of the sad part about this. He can't yeah. be in the next one, but no. Um, uh, the train. What I don't know. I can't read my own writing. You can't read your own but writing. You know, and, he um, again another straight character. That's right. Who allows Bill Murray to have the funniest parts because that scene in the office, the the fire and brimstone. That's exactly what we're going to get to today on Christ yes. Culture and Cinema. Yes, the fire are. and brimstone. We're going fire and brimstone. <laughs> it it today. comes up in that office. It's so great. So Ghostbusters. The we're, the the setting is New York City, 1984. And the paranormal activity is exploding. Mm. Uh, So much so that people are seeing phantasms, ghosts, fill in the blank, but they're interacting with the people. Some are funny, such as Slimer, uh, this kind of pyramid-shaped green gooey guy who vomits slime. On people. Yeah, slime show. Uh, so all of a sudden, there is the paranormal crossing into the physical world. And lo and behold, there's an answer. The Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, and very simple premise to the movie. They have created a technology to trap the ghosts and store the ghosts. Yeah, it, it's kind of a neat setup. Uh, once again, YouTube, uh, if you haven't seen it, who hasn't seen it? Go see it. It's, it's, it's on great. FX. There's no movie spoilers here. I it's mean. on FX this weekend as a prelude 
to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Oh, yeah, it's going to be all out. over. So it's now back on um, television. But but the movie clips, the very first one, there's eight of them. Mm-hmm. It's a Venkman's ESP test where basically they're showing him as a kind of a fake, kind of a use my position at the college to score with women and, and all that. But you see these three friends all coming together, and, and it's brilliant. Yeah. you got the brains. you got you know the, the whole money so, thing. So you have the brains. It's a setup. You have the I brains with Dr. Egon. You have the kind of the technological, mechanical with, with Ray. And then you have the kind of schmoozy advertising, how are we going to make money on this with, the, Pete, with, the Dr. Pushy. with Peter Venkman. Yeah, he's the one pushing it. And then, of course, you have to balance out the team with the worker B, and that's where Winston comes into play. And, and this is a family movie. Oh, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's ghosts and all this. Uh, parents Guide. Sex and nudity, mild. Violence score, mild. Drugs, alcohol, smoking, mild. Frightening, intense scenes. They put mild. I don't know. Maybe at the end it gets a little. Gets further, a, it, further. Profanity is moderate. Yeah. But again, watch but, it on FX. You won't have to worry about the let, profanity either. It's, let's it's a good put it movie. This way, it's moderate in 1984. True. In the year 2021, mild. Mild. It's yeah, absolutely that, that's mild. absolutely true. And it is a fun movie. This is family night. It, it really is. Because the Ghostbusters are ones who can vanquish the ghosts. They go up against the evil Zool. Mm-hmm. Crime uh, fighters. You know, I mean, this is big I mean, time. ghost fighters, but they're crime. I mean, they, they've got the, the Echomobile, which is just like the hospital. Instead of coming to get somebody who's sick, they're coming to get the ghosts. That's right. That's awesome. It's, it's so well done. But here's the thing. And well, let's, let's talk about we're this. We're getting serious, I can tell by your tone. Yeah, you know, let's let's talk about this for a moment. Demons, ghosts, devils. Mm. As, I, I poo-pooed it all when I was little. You know, when you're a little yeah. kid and you watch it, you, you kind of, oh, this is great. Uh, it's like Santa Claus. Yeah, kind of great technology. Very cool to watch in a movie. And none of this exists. No. But what if it does? That's that's where it gets a little more serious. That's our crossover because I, I think you've heard me tell the story. I'll, I'll tell it real quick for for our CCC group out here. But yeah. you know, when I was little, I had a neighbor who had a Ouija board. Mm. And, you know, you know, don't horoscopes are all terrible. Don't do any of this stuff. You know, whatever. I right. I'd put my hands on it. She'd put her hands on, and we'd ask a question to the ghosts in the room, and it would start moving. And I always accused her of moving it, and she would try to say, "No, I didn't move it." You know, and whatever. Little did I truly understand until I got older, we were playing with something we shouldn't have. Right, right. Consider this. You know, Matthew chapter 8. And when he came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Son of God. You come here to torment us before the time? Now heard of many pigs were feeding at some distance from them. And the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they came out, went into the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters. Hmm. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city, they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Why? There will right be there. no bacon for a while. 
Yeah, no, no bacon for the Gatorines. Uh, mm. But having said that, let me go on. Power. This is chapter nine. Uh-oh. And as they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the prince of demons. I love the Pharisees. Ooh. They just can't quite get their act together and figure things out sometimes. But the truth be mm. told over and over and over again in the four Gospels, we see Jesus coming upon the demon possessed. We see good and evil. Yeah. Because we just read two verses. Mm -hmm. Demons are out there. Yet we see the Holy Spirit. We see the angels. We see both sides of what this idea of spiritual warfare is that nobody yeah. wants to talk about. So so let me let me uh let me get a little Lutheran on you today. Oh boy. Why not? You're Lutheran. Absolutely. Go a little, there. little shout out to one of our members, Sharon. She always requests the uh the uh, hymn number six fifty six in the Lutheran service book oh, on boy. Reformation. Uh so Mighty Fortress is our God. I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's a little popular tune. I like it. Uh, verse 3, Luther writes, Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. It's better when you sing it. This world's prince may still scowl, fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. Mm. One little word can fell him it is better sung you should have sung it but again luther is recognizing the existence of demons and devils in the world that, one of my favorite parts of the luther movie i was like oh it's a movie yeah, make a movie it's a movie about his life should we do the luther it's, movie oh sometime we're gonna have to because it's so good and and, and and the parts i love about it when he's struggling with the young man who hung himself mm -hmm. and, and they're talking about whether or not to to bury him in the courtyard and the yeah. rest of the undead when when he's in his room fighting about whether or not he's saved and he's talking to you know he had spiritual warfare it was a fight yeah he dealt with this well and to acknowledge and recognize that spiritual warfare abounds in the world today, that the devil is at work and mm. the world is his playground. Oh. Do we see it? Do we witness it on the news? Do we see it in our neighborhoods? Do we hear about it in our schools? Do we, alas, even the see it rooms. in our churches? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I loved when I would do the Christmas story in uh, seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I, I'd go to Revelation twelve, mm -hmm. you know, because here's a Christmas story, but it's the spiritual warfare Christmas story. It is the whole idea of the devil awaiting for the child to be born to, to gather it to, you know, for Mary to be rescued. This this uh oh, now that you've done, I'm going to go after the offspring. And, and of course, seventh graders love to hear about themselves. So late at the end of chapter twelve, when it says he's now coming after those who believe. Of the offspring of Jesus, you know, this is what we're dealing with. This is spiritual warfare. This is basically the devil saying, hey, I'm coming after you now. I might not have gotten Jesus, but I'm going to get those who believe in Jesus. Yeah. And because we believe in Jesus, we can bet we have a bullseye on our back for the devil. 
Yeah, I, we have to recognize the fact that if we are doing things well, if we are growing the kingdom by the work and the ministry of Jesus, we have somehow garnered the attention yep. of the devil in the world. Now, what's amazing is in the movie Ghostbusters, the ghosts are just appearing everywhere, and some are very aggressive. Uh, some are uh, very demonic-looking in the movie. And it's all the kind of coming from this epicenter of Zool. Right. Uh, I, I loved one of the best lines is, I am the key master, are you the gatekeeper? I am the gatekeeper. I am the key master. I love that Rick Moranis. <laughs> I am the key master. He's running around panting like a dog, you know. Talking to the horses. You know, when uh, when poor uh, Sigourney Weaver's character there, when uh, uh, God bless her, when uh, Dana Barrett becomes a dog. And I love it. Bill Murray's line is, my girlfriend is a dog. It's a, it's yeah, a great line. Great you know, she's she's a hound from hell is what she is. Well, I know it's it's Rick Moranis talking to the, to the horse like, when Gozer comes, you will be released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my word. And then, you know, oh. when they finally are confronting that, you know, being confronted by the demon himself and you choose your, you know, your downfall. And they're like, don't think of anything. Don't think of anything. And, of course, it's Dan Aykroyd as, yeah. as Ray who, what does he think of? Stay off a marshmallow, man. Because of course he would never hurt Cute. anybody. F- fluffy. <laughs> and when they when they finally do blast him, and he he turns into basically marshmallow goo, it's goo. like fluff. <laughs> yeah, they blast blast everybody. <laughs> a great line at the end is when you know Doctor Peter Venkman says, "We came, we saw, we kicked their you know what." I just love that as they're walking out as the triumphant. Hey, this is a podcast. I think you're allowed to say that if you want. Well, I'm going to be genteel. We don't want to be. We don't want to be accused of anything here on Christ Culture and Cinema. That's true. That's true. Uh, that that but, could be bad. But what a great line at the end of the movie! This idea of victory, and and as Christians, mm. we do have victory. Christ came. He saw. He kicked their cans. Is he what did. he did. Like how he, he played on that. Yeah, that was bit. good. That, that was, was good. good. That was nice. But, and and, and yeah. this is where you know I, I know they had a, a sequel and 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 I really think oh Ghostbusters the mood two slime was, I, you might not have liked it but it was, it was tragic but the idea of the mood slime. Uh, yeah. Think about it. Think yeah, about yeah. what's going on in our world today. Think about the things that have changed. Think about the way that negativity has fed anger. Oh yeah. And when we're trying to help others and we're trying to love others, yeah. we can feed that. The mood slime is probably more apt to a 2020, 2021 post-pandemic world than it was in 1986 yeah. or seven. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, and mm. then of course in 2016 there was the entire misfire. <laughs> Uh, have I have I said that movie was terrible enough yet? Uh, I never saw it. Don't. I, I, Don't. I couldn't go woke. On Christ, Culture, and Cinema, we are begging you. We are imploring you. We I, are pleading with you. I like you. those ladies. They do some funny movies. They do, but... But I wasn't and, sure and about And they that, even you know. together would be funny, but not for this. Oh no! Please don't. A little miscast. Stop! 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 You're hurting me. Stop is what I'm saying. So yeah. So, so as we look at and wrap up uh, Ghostbusters, I'm I'm an eager. Uh, I'm kind of excited about seeing Ghostbusters after nineteenth. I think it comes out the nineteenth. I definitely want to go. Definitely want to go see this one. Yeah, it's and uh, be a good one. I think after the first of the year, we'll circle back and we'll. Uh, and I, I we'll did, do it. I did look into trying to get a group to go Ghostbusters at the theater. We missed our window. They did that. Uh, they did the group ones, okay. trying to get you ready for Afterlife, but that's over. We missed it, and 
yeah, a little more price here than when we took everybody to Back to the Future. Well, a little, we did, little more cash. We did take them to a movie that was released in the 1980s, True. not a new release. Yeah, yeah. So that brings us to our question of the day. You know, when you look at the world around you right now, uh, and I'm going to hearken to Luther, uh, though devils all the world should fill, all threatening to devour us. Do you see that? Do you see the hand of, mm. of the evil, of the demonic, of Satan behind what's really going on in the world? Or do you kind of excuse that away and try to figure it out by earthly, mortal, temporal right. terms? Do you see uh, it for what it is? Do you see it kind of at face value, or do you see deeper that evil really does abound? And in turn, how do we, in a sense, become Ghostbusters? How do we stand firm in our faith in Jesus, knowing that one little word fells them? It is the word of faith that is ours in Jesus Christ. And do you see all of that? Now, next time on Christ Culture and Cinema, we're going to do a movie that I have to tell you, I was so glad to watch on a flight uh, coming back from a meeting out west, uh, a new Disney release. It's the pre-story to 101 Dalmatians called Cruella. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.